Welcome to another episode of Kiss My Mic. Our theme this month is Rising Stars to honor the many wonderful Philippine X creatives in TV, music, and film. And today, I am honored to be joined by Garth Garcia. Garth is a singer based in LA. He started his singing career in the Philippines and now he is pursuing his passion for music here in the US. Thank you so much, Garth, for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike, for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's such a pleasure to finally be talking to you via the technologies that we have. So I actually heard you perform on Clubhouse, I think a few months ago. It was during your single release. I know you've been in the industry for a while, right? So maybe just talk a little bit about your journey. You know, when did you start? How did you start in the industry? And how long ago was it? And your journey throughout? Yeah, I started my journey as a singer when I competed for a television competition, which is Darn a Million. I was 17. And after that, I worked with uh, different labels and I was also signed with Star Magic for a year or two before I started songwriting and uh, releasing my own song. So that was what year, Garth? Um, the competition was in 2004. And so what was the transition like for you to move to the U.S.? Yeah, before I moved to the U.S., I was able to release at least two albums with my label. It's um, Sony Music, but now it's Ivory Music Philippines. And... Um, some of the songs there were used for uh, telenovela theme songs, and I was also able to perform in different provinces and also promote my album in different malls. The transition when I moved to the States is like I have to go through, um, you know, uh, back to zero, uh, go through the process again, you know, make yourself or your name get there, uh, perform in different events, and also get to know a lot of producers and co-entertainers just to make yourself known or your name known in the industry in the U.S. for the Filipino-American community. It's a, a bit of a struggle in the beginning, but once you get a hang of it, everything went smoothly. Yeah. What were some of the big differences that you can think of between working in the Philippines and also here? You know, maybe in terms of the industry itself, the dynamics, the work that you do, and the audience as well, right? Well, the difference that I notice is Fans in the Philippines are really all out, you know. Um, when they go to the mall, they buy your CDs, they bring banners, and they're really there to support. You can really see them. Here in the U.S., most of the people are busy, but they would they still come out to the shows, but it's not as, you know, you physically feel the, the presence of your supporters, unlike, um, yeah, in the Philippines than in here. Got it. So what were some of the adjustments on your part? to relate to the new dynamics here in the U.S.? Well, I had to go through the process. And I have to, at the beginning, you know, um, when you don't have a presence yet, your name is not yet there, I have to go through performing for free in festivals or shows, you know, just to make yourself known and um, meet producers and potential clients in the future and also get to know other performers. So I have experience performing free for free um, in the beginning. That's just part of the struggle. And I have to go through different jobs as well while pursuing my musical career. So let's talk about your album recently. You know, you released the album. 
hits reimagined, and you also had recently just a show you performed at a Hollywood. So I hope that I'll get a chance to see you perform in person. But tell us about the beginnings of that. You know, the album itself. How did you come up with the vision? You know, who did you work with in terms of team and people? And then, you know, basically just talk us through the journey in terms of how you came about with the album. In the beginning, I was I only released one song, which is a cover of Jocelyn Enriquez, "Do You Miss Me," and I was able to do that because I was able to work with her through a fundraising event. And uh, when I heard "Do You Miss Me," I said, "I'm gonna remake the song." So we try to reach um, the producers or the songwriters. So after the release of "Do You Miss Me," there was an unexpected amount of support and downloads that we got. That Ivory Music team called me and we did a meeting of why not doing a full EP of um, remakes because most of my albums in the past were all originals. So this is the first time that I did a remake. So we came up with a total of six tracks, um, I think five tracks and then one dance mix. So we did uh, most songs from the 90s and 80s. So these songs are handpicked by me and, of course, with the approval of my label from the Philippines. Most of the songs are female songs that we made it on a male version. Yeah, like Dreaming of You, right? Was it from Selena? Selena. We have um, All This Time by Tiffany. We also have uh, Together Again by uh, Janet Jackson. Of course, the Do You Miss Me and um, Exchange of Hearts. Do it with Miss Janet Javier. That's awesome. And I've listened to it. So it's wonderful. So great job. So you talked a little bit about your thought process already in terms of song selection. Can you expand a little bit more in terms of the criteria or like the decision? You know, you pick the songs yourself, but you also get the approval from your label. But what was the thought process for you? You know, how did you come up with the songs, you know, to narrow it down to the six that you've picked? Yeah, we really went into the theme of it should be a former female song that uh, we're going to make it a male version. We also just thought of, you know, just selecting songs from the era of 80s, late 80s and the 90s. So those were the two criteria that we thought of. Of course, uh, songs that are classic and songs that most of the Filipinos, Filipino-Americans or Filipinos in general can relate to. But these are the songs that are, you know, um, unforgettable. <laughs> yeah. Is there a particular reason why the 80s or the 90s era, or you're just gravitating towards that, you know, based on personal interest? Right. Growing up, those were the songs that I was hearing in the radio um, when I was really young. And they said that 80s and the 90s songs are one of the best era for music. So that's why we chose those um, songs. Do you believe that, Garth? I personally believe it, and I agree 100%. So other than the songs that you have included in your album, Hits Reimagined, um, do you have any other favorite songs that you can think of, you know, maybe growing up or even currently? Well, um, currently I'm a big fan of John Legend, uh, so I love his songs. If not from Hits Reimagined, I would say if we came up with male songs in the album, because most of the songs there, as I said, are a female. Um, I would say, of course, songs from uh, Michael Jackson, like Man in the Mirror. I also have in mind boy band songs that was released late 90s. What about in terms of collaborators? Do you have any dream collaborators you wanted to maybe sing with, do a, an album or like a song with? 
Actually, on the album, I uh, had a collaboration with Janice Javier. She appeared on The Voice Season 1 as a finalist. But um, definitely, I want to collaborate on a recording as I was able to perform with her already live. Um, maybe Jessica Sanchez. Or, of course, if given a chance with her, these are like uh, Filipino Pride. Of course, if I'm only be given a chance, it's going to be these, these two powerhouse female you know, singers. Oh my, yes, definitely. And Garth, we have a small community here in the U.S., so, you know, the, the possibility is definitely there. So, you know, I'm going to wish that for you and, you know, hope it, that it will manifest. And I can look back on this conversation with you once you have the projects with those amazing artists as well. So I guess one other question, you know, that I do want to ask you about in terms of being a Filipino artist in, in America... What does that mean to you? Well, I think as a Filipino artist, we need more representation in the U.S. Our presence are not too recognized yet. But as we all know, Filipinos has the most talented individuals, singers, dancers, actors. We are not there yet when it comes to representation. So I think we have to strive more uh, to be recognized in the Hollywood pedestal. We have to work harder and you know, to be known there as a community. So we are also very grateful, of course, to these people now. They already started. They always recognize their roots as Filipinos, like her, Apple the App. Uh, they paved the way for Filipino artists so far. So expanding on that, Garth, which is true, we need more representation in your own perspective. You know, why do you think we're not there yet? What do you think are the reasons why we haven't reached that level yet? Hollywood is still for white people so far. But I think BTS and other Asian artists are already been recognized globally and in Hollywood. But for Filipinos and Southeast Asian countries, uh, we're not there yet. I mean, artists that are really homegrown, you know, from the Philippines that uh, was brought in Hollywood. We had one that almost made it, which was Charisse, right? But so far, there's none of our Filipino artists that are homegrown in the Philippines that made it in Hollywood so far. I think we have to invest more or we have to bring more talents, you know, to be globally recognized. We're still going to wait for one. Yes, Garth, that could be you, really. We're rooting for you. I mean, whenever I see posts about you, like, you know, the show recently that was co-organized, you know, I think with Mick Diaz, right, who's been doing a lot of events as well. So we're definitely here to support you, the community. I guess the other question is, as Filipinos or Filipino Americans, you know, here in the U.S., you know, how can we support artists like yourself so that we can get the message across and then we can get to a level of recognition and visibility? Actually, there are already a lot of Filipino artists that released international singles. We had Nigo Pascual that was able to work with Hollywood producers and writers. We have KZ. Of course, local talent in L.A. and New York also try to release, uh, like myself, international singles. But I think our Filipino-American community are not too tight yet in supporting their local artists. You know, just um, as simple as downloading um, Filipino-American artists' songs on Spotify or iTunes would be a great help for our budding musicians. I think we are not too tight yet or we don't have this strong community that supports and downloads and patronize uh, Filipino music that tries to, you know, make it internationally. 
Uh, say, for example, um, the artist like Korean group BTS, um, they started in the U.S. supported by Korean community. And they made it big that all of the other nationalities were supporting them. Because I read an article that Filipinos or Tagalog is the third most spoken language in the U.S., in several states in the U.S., but it's not translating when it comes to uh, support for Filipino artists. Yeah, I definitely agree. We, we need to support more. And that could mean, really, you're right, listening to the music, downloading to the music. So if it's a singer that we're supporting, going to the shows, you know, buying tickets, and then we can do the same for other creatives as well, those in the movie industry, for instance. So you mentioned an example about BTS, which is a really good model or a really good example that their intended market eventually was really the U.S. and international. But you're right, they do have the Korean community behind it. Would you consider that sort of your vision in terms of how you want to position yourself, right? Like in the long term, your vision is to really tap the U.S. and international market, but maybe starting with the Filipino community to get support. So I'm just curious, since you mentioned that, I was just inspired by that as well in terms of how they became successful through that model. So any thoughts on that, Garth? Yeah, um, of course, you have to start with the community that, you know, you started to build your name from. So right now, I've been performing to different communities on different states in the U.S. And of course, eventually, I'm also dreaming of trying to at least make it in Hollywood or Billboard side. Some uh, works from the album were from Hollywood engineers and um, artists that I worked with that I've met uh, during some uh, workshops in Hollywood. So. Myself, I don't limit with working with only Filipinos. I try to immerse myself with, you know, Hollywood producers, um, recording artists, and of course, uh, songwriters that, of course, hoping that one day, of course, that I would be able to release an international song that would make it least in the Billboard Hot 100. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. No, it's also, you know, you're right. It's the importance of networking, you know, to the different people either in the production stage and also to the audience. So what was some of the reaction of fans or people that you can think of? You know, like some of the memorable reaction, whether they're Filipino fans or non-Filipino fans. Well, in the recent concert that I had, solo concert, uh, we didn't expect the turnout. So if you're pertaining to the actual reaction on the show, yeah, they're pretty surprised on how diverse the audience was. <laughs> I was able to reach out or invite people like uh, on different colors. And also they were very happy that um, I was able to remake these classics or these songs that are internationally recognized. So um, it was a great show in general. And I think everybody loved it that they want another concert uh, really soon. So, so I'm just happy on the support. And we also sold out all the CDs that we had in the venue. Those we don't use CDs anymore. Um, yeah, it, it was just, um, yeah, I was so happy. Congratulations. That's amazing. And we definitely need to see you here on the East Coast, Garth, right? Yeah, I've been, I did shows there on uh, New York and uh, Rhode Island. I'm also doing uh, one show in uh, Virginia. I think, you know what, the other thing to the Southern market, they're not well tapped yet for a lot of Filipino artists, but there's a growing community, you know, in film, TV, music as well. So, you know, keep that in mind because, you know, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully make that happen and maybe we can see you here one of these days. So one question for you, Garth, how do you stay focused? 
Well, I stay focused by uh, surrounding myself with positive people, uh, people that truly and honestly supports me. And I don't entertain like negative thoughts from other people. I just shrug them off. And as long as I have my loyal uh, supporters, my family, my friends that support me, um, I'm going to continue doing what I love to do, which is music. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great attitude, you know, perspective to focus on the positive and and avoid the negative thoughts. I think you talked a little bit about this already, but I'm curious if you can expand a little bit more in terms of, as a whole, some of your biggest lessons or takeaways. Let's talk about when um, when I first started here. Um, I, the biggest lesson that I had is I was trusting too much. We can't avoid that there's people who would take advantage of you um, as an artist. Since you're a newbie, you started fresh in the U.S., and you don't know how uh, everything works. So I was trusting too much that people or some producers or people started to abuse, you know, your talent, that they don't even respect your time and your effort in coming to, to shows. So I've experienced like coming to shows and performing there for like five songs. And we, we agreed with an amount that they didn't even pay me or, or whatnot. It, it happened to me not just three times. So that lesson reached me on how to take care of yourself. And uh, after that, I already drafted contracts and making sure that I'm taken care of. Yeah, that's good because, you know, it's important to also look at the business side of things too, especially here in the U.S. I would imagine that you are maybe a lot more involved with that. You know, it just makes you more well-rounded and really more in control of your career. So what is the message that you'd like to send to your fans? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank all the fans that supports me. I still have very uh, solid supports from the Philippines that one of my uh, previous singles made it to the number one on the radio. I'm, I'm always grateful and I'm always going to be here for you up until the end that you guys still support me. I also appreciate, of course, the people that support me here in the States and they trust me enough to like produce shows and albums for me and do concerts. So yeah, as long as your guys are still there, I'm going to be here doing what I love, which is singing and releasing music. Absolutely. Are there any plans to do any shows in the Philippines or to focus on that, you know, market or like the audience there as well? Yeah, um, I planned actually to go home this year for a show, but it got canceled because of the situation. Probably beginning of next year, we're going to be doing some shows in the Philippines. That's good. It goes back to our theme of, you know, being well-rounded and reaching out to different audience from different places. So in your opinion or in your own words, what do you think are the secrets to success in the industry? What do you think are the things that you know, an artist must have? Well, it should be a determination because it's not just about talent. It's how uh, determined you are and how uh, trusting you are with your talent. If you know that you have it and people tell you that you can't make it, just do what you love. You know, just be determined and Continue doing what you love and for sure one day you'll get what you deserve or you'll get what you dreamed of. Yeah, that's beautiful. What else is next for you, Garth? I'm still promoting my latest EP, uh, which is Hits Reimagined. We just shot a music video for Dreaming of You. I'll be releasing that on all social media platforms. I'm also going to be um, doing some shows around LA and in the East Coast within this year. I'll be in Virginia 
on uh, October 30th. I'm also performing for the biggest Filipino American music festival here in Los Angeles. It's going to be on October 16th with all of the best Filipino American artists. That's great. Are there any last words that you want to share to your audience or to your fans? Just some final words from you before I ask you the final question. Well, um, of course, Mike, thank you so much uh, for inviting me over. Always grateful. Thank you so much uh, for all your support. And of course, let's support all the Filipino-American artists that are trying to make it here in the U.S. It's definitely very hard without the support of our Filipino-American community. Of course, thanks for also downloading and supporting my, uh, my album and all my songs. And uh, I hope to see you guys soon. So one last question, Garth. Any advice to other younger artists out there, you know, Filipino artists who may be also looking at pursuing this career? Well, um, every time um, I have interviews, I always say to uh, younger aspirants to hone your talent and to never give up. Once you know that you have that talent, hold on to it and don't give up for sure. There's a time that your time to shine will be there. You'll reach whatever you want to reach in the future. Yeah, your time will, will come as long as you have the determination and you don't give up. And you're right, you know, honing the talent. That's a beautiful way to end our conversation, Garth. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for grazing my podcast with your presence. We're here to support you. More power to you. We look forward to hearing more from you and seeing you succeed. 